listening to the Agent Survival Guide podcast. A podcast for today's insurance agents. Informing. Educating. Empowering. Improving the way you do business in an industry that's anything but static. In today's episode, are you prepared to talk about Medicare telehealth this AEP? Whether you call it telehealth, telemedicine, telecare, or even a virtual visit, you want to make sure you can answer questions your Medicare clients have about it. We cover the details to know in Be Prepared to Discuss Medicare Telehealth Coverage, this AEP, written by Emily Markovic. Today, technology use is becoming more and more prevalent in many industries, including the Medicare industry. While you're meeting with clients, there's a good chance at least one will ask you about telehealth. What is it and how does it work for Medicare beneficiaries? Let's explore some specific details of this trending health services practice so you're ready to answer any telehealth questions that come up. First off, I like a good definition. So what is telehealth? Telehealth, also sometimes known as telemedicine and telecare, enables consumers to use technology to digitally connect with healthcare physicians for healthcare services. Both the policyholder and healthcare professional must have real-time communication with both audio and video capabilities for telehealth services. There are pros and cons of telehealth, but one thing's for sure. Advancements in the effort of value-based care are possible due to the flexibility telehealth provides. Ultimately, it will be up to your client whether or not this type of health service will benefit their needs. The COVID-19 pandemic caused a spike in telehealth use in 2020. Since regulation changes and vaccine availability, the usage of the service has evened out, but it's still prevalent. A survey conducted at the beginning of 2021 reported 58% of providers offer telehealth services, and 74% of people are open to using telehealth. Which carriers offer telehealth benefits? Carriers such as Cigna, Regents, Anthem, and Humana offer telehealth benefits to their beneficiaries. Some carriers refer to telehealth benefits as virtual visits, Keep this in mind when looking at benefit packages of carriers' Medicare Advantage or MA plans. Also worth mentioning, Ritter Insurance Marketing offers contracting for all of the carriers I just mentioned and many more. So if you haven't already, complete your free registration with Ritter to gain access to competitive contracts and exclusive tools and resources to boost your business. Does Original Medicare cover telehealth? Telehealth coverage under Medicare Part B can depend on the circumstances and the type of medical service received by the beneficiary. Most telehealth services cost the beneficiary the same amount the healthcare service would cost in person. Typically, the beneficiary has to pay 20% of the Medicare-approved amount, in addition to the Part B deductible. The best way to find out the cost of a provider service is for the beneficiary to speak with their doctor. What about examples of covered telehealth services? 
it's essential to know exactly what your client will be able to accomplish using telehealth. The listing for telehealth services is quite extensive, as you can see in a CMS booklet on telehealth services that we will be linking to in our episode notes. To give you an idea, though, general covered health services that can use telehealth include follow-up consultations, individual psychotherapy, pharmacologic management, and face-to-face counseling, to name a few. The duration of the healthcare service and reasons-slash-ailments for the service are specified for each service. Again, it's important to note that all telehealth services require audio and video. Where can beneficiaries be treated using telehealth? This might sound like an odd specification, but prior to the pandemic, originating sites, the patient's location where the telehealth encounter takes place, were an important aspect of telehealth. The site had to be in either a county outside of a metropolitan statistical area or a rural health professional shortage area. In addition, Medicare specified that the originating site had to be from within one of the following facilities. Provider offices, hospitals, critical access hospitals, rural health clinics, federally qualified health centers, skilled nursing facilities, community mental health centers, or hospital-based or critical access hospital-based renal dialysis centers. Thanks to the expansion of telehealth access under the 1135 waiver, which went into effect in March 2020, Medicare beneficiaries have had more access to telehealth services than ever before. In fact, by the end of 2020, CMS added 60 telehealth services to the list of those that Medicare will permanently cover for beneficiaries in rural areas who are in a medical facility, such as a nursing home. As a result of the changes, a wider range of providers, including doctors, nurse practitioners, clinical psychologists, and licensed clinical social workers, have been able to offer telehealth to their patients. The HHS Office of Inspector General, or OIG, has also provided flexibility for healthcare providers to reduce or waive cost-sharing for telehealth visits paid by federal health care programs. What is the future of telehealth? Telehealth has made significant strides in the world of healthcare and services. Original Medicare has been strict regarding reimbursement for telehealth services, and Medicare Advantage plans were also subject to strict rules regarding telehealth. However, It's anticipated that MA plans may offer more leniency with telehealth location regulations than original Medicare in the future. While you're meeting with your clients to sell plans, make sure to check for plans telehealth benefits and see what they specify. Telehealth has become increasingly popular among beneficiaries and continues to expand and evolve each year. Whether your clients ask you about this benefit or you notice it's within the benefit package of their new MA plan, it's a wise decision to discuss the details so your clients can use the flexibility telehealth provides to their full advantage. Earlier in the episode, we mentioned registering with us here at Ritter Insurance Marketing. 
We will have the link to do that in the episode notes, as well as links to the resources we mentioned today. To stay up to date with everything the Agent Survival Guide podcast has to offer, though, I highly recommend following along with our podcast. There's no cost to do that, and it makes the listening experience much easier. When you follow along with us, episodes are automatically added to your listening queue, so they're waiting for you when you want to listen, whether it's on Spotify, Apple, Overcast, Podbean, Google, Amazon, Pandora, or any one of the many other apps out there to listen on. And then as an added bonus, you can set up notifications on our show, so you'll get a nice little reminder on your device each time we publish an episode. You can use those notifications as shortcuts to listen when you're ready, and they come in handy when we publish bonus or exclusive to the podcast content. We've got a lot of great content scheduled for the rest of the year, and we don't want you to miss out on any of it, so make sure you're following along with us. It's also just a really great way to let us know that you like what we're doing here, and then we can do more of that. So for all of you who have liked, followed, subscribed, called, commented, thank you so much for that. We really do appreciate it. And that's all we've got for today. We will see you next episode. 